Welcome to the Brew News Podcast, all the news that's fit to be brewed. I'm Andrew Jennings. And I'm Travis Matherly. Join us as we go a little bit deeper behind the breweries of your favorite beers and learn about new breweries from around the world. We will be exploring the history and beers of craft brewers and hope to showcase the amazing talent and variety found within the craft beer community, both in the U.S. and abroad. This week, we'll be showcasing Prairie Artisan Ales out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Andrew, first thoughts on Prairie? First thoughts, it's a... Fairly rare brewery, I guess, uh, around here, around these here parts. Partner, uh, honestly, I didn't know much about it. This was one that you had sort of introduced me to uh, with uh, at Ridgewood Wine Shop out of Raleigh. Beyond that, I really haven't known anything about it. I know they have nice, a lot of uh, stouts. The bomb is always something I hear about. I think I've had it, but yeah, honestly, first thoughts, I didn't have many. Yeah, so Prairie is one of those, at least for me, so it was probably like three or four years ago. My brother-in-law introduced me to Prairie. Mm-hmm. He was home for Christmas or Thanksgiving or something, and uh, we were walking through the local grocery store, uh, Bestway. Bestway, yeah. And he said he wanted to look for a beer, and he went and found Prairie Bomb. And I was like, what is this? And he said it was really good, so we bought a couple of bottles. Love Bomb, but honestly, like you're saying, Prairie... <sighs> It's rare in the fact that you're only going to find it in bottle shops. Right. And in Total Wine. It's not in the grocery store. So, like, a couple of our local bottle shops do a pretty good job of stocking Prairie. But I never really find myself buying it. Um, I've had it on tap a couple of times. If I get it, it's normally the bomb or a bomb variant of some sort. Because they mostly only make stouts and farmhouses. I've never really seen IPAs or like anything else from them. But as far as the brewery itself, I know absolutely nothing other than it's in Oklahoma. (laughs) Well, good news. We might learn a little bit more tonight. Maybe just a little. Just a touch. Yeah. And when we mean a little, we mean a little. Right. Well, I guess let's dive into the history or uh, burrow into the history of prairie brewing. Prairie Brewing was founded in 2012 in Tulsa, Oklahoma by Chase Healy and... An unnamed associate. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> some some angel investor that we don't know who he was. Uh, so Or she. Or she. Or them. They. Uh, we do not know... Thems. Thems. All thems. <laughs> all thems. So the problem with Prairie is something we found with a lot of the smaller breweries that we were dealing with when we were doing the North Carolina portion. There's not a lot of information. The difference is, even the small North Carolina breweries, I could find more information on than Prairie. So instead of going down the rabbit hole, we're going to go down the gopher hole? The gopher holes are more robust than this thing. Mm. Honestly, this is like the top of the gopher hole where the bison broke its ankle because it stepped into it. Mm. It's just the tip of the iceberg, I think, unless this is the whole iceberg, in which case, wow. Are we prairie dogging it? <sighs> yes, we are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I'm going to go for some facts here. Uh, so, Well, they're out of Oklahoma, so, you know, the musical comes to mind. Oklahoma! <laughs> Where the wind comes sweeping through the plain. And that goes the singing portion of our show. Hopefully. And that goes the amount, the entirety of what I know of the musical Oklahoma. You knew more than I did. I only knew the one word. <laughs> something, something plains. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh. Um, so, like Andrew's saying, when... We researched this, or when Andrew researched it, because I did nothing on this episode, 
there was not a lot to find. They have a portfolio kind of similar to Wicked Weed. That's the best thing that we can really compare them to that we know. They have a focus on sours, saisons, farmhouses, like that style of beer, and big, bold, barrel-aged stouts. Yeah. So the difference between them and Wicked Weed is Wicked Weed really does sours and stouts, whereas they're more farmhouse and stouts. And that's my fault for writing. But Wicked Weed does a lot of IPAs as well. They do. They do like Belgian IPAs, and they've really, mm-hmm. they really, honestly, Wicked Weed has three styles of beer. Prairie has two. Yeah. Now Prairie technically does have an IPA, but I ain't seen it. No, it's not coming to mind. The Phantasmagoria. Oh, I have heard of that. I have. N- I've seen it. I've never bought it. It's got a. It's like a red and yellow can. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. And we'll talk about their yeah. bottle and can art here in a second. Literally a second, because that's all we've got yeah. left on the uh, <laughs> brewery. So in 2012, they founded this brewery. They were going to do these odd, unique beers, farmhouses, and stouts. Um, the problem is Chase and company did not have a ton of uh, brewing capacity. So they actually were contract brewing with a group called Krebs Brewing. And... Who's the other one they were working with? Uh, Shelton Brothers Brewing? Well, oh, Shelton Brothers is a distributor. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but they were working with Krebs Brewing prior to, uh, shortly after they founded, and they were working with them for brewing purposes because Krebs had much more space. Krebs does the cocoa, uh, cacao. Cacao. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird beer Pow! I've never heard of before. Oh. It's an Oklahoma beer. These are all Oklahoma. That's the thing. Let me, uh, here, while you... What? Look at that for a split second. I'm going to look up Krebs on Untapped because I have never heard. You, when you said that they worked with Krebs, I had no idea who uh, Krebs was. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's Chalk Beer. Sorry, C O C H O C Beer is their brewing co- is their brewing company. Oh, I was going to say because when I typed in Krebs, I got a place in Slovakia, Prairie nope. Krebs Homebrew and Krebs Brewery. So it is what? Chalk? Chalk. C-H-O-C. Chalk Beer Company, also known as Pete's Place in Krebs, Oklahoma. So that's where... They only have 73 beers listed on Untapped. So that's important because in 2016, four years after uh, Prairie was born, they sold themselves to Krebs Brewing, another Oklahoma brewery. So Krebs Brewing bought them. Uh, Zach Pritchard is now their current owner. He is the former owner of Krebs. I guess he still owns Krebs because Krebs bought the rights to the brand that is Prairie. They yeah. didn't inherently buy Prairie. They bought the brand. So the way that sounds is like whoever is brewing beer for Prairie still is brewing beer for Prairie most likely. It's like it's Prairie is now Chase. a subsidiary of Krebs. Yes. Of Chalk Beer Company. Yes, which is owned by Krebs Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. Or Pete's Place. <laughs> or Pete's Place, yeah. I, uh, I, that, that's really weird. It's a <laughs> semi-convoluted situation. Um, Zach it was noted as saying that he, when he got into owning Krebs, he, start, he had actually worked with Chase when Chase first started because Chase and um, Prairie was looking for contract brewing. A lot like uh, Terrapin did when they first started. They didn't have a good brewing facility, so they were contracting out where to brew their beer. And Zach really took a shine to Prairie, and he really wanted to bring Prairie, that brand, under his umbrella. So when it presented itself, he bought them in 2016. 
I mean, I've never heard of Krebs, so it's not a big national brand. They only have 73 beers on tap, which means they're a microbrewery mm-hmm. in Oklahoma that owns a, another microbrewery. But I guess Prairie has better distribution through Shelton Brothers mm-hmm. because Prairie is distributed to roughly 25 states and five continents. That includes North America, South America, Europe, mm-hmm. or I didn't know you wrote EU as the European Union. EU is Australia. Um, uh, sorry, EU. EU is Europe. EU is Australia, (laughs) and AS is Asia. The only continent they had not been distributed on, they bragged about, was Africa, and Antarctica. Antarctica, obviously. Uh, But they did state in their uh, on their website that if you're an African distributor, they would love to get in touch with you because they'd really like to go six for six. Why not seven for seven? Let's be honest here. There's very few things they can distribute to Antarctica. (laughs) There's a National Science Foundation. I mean, research facility. I'm sure the uh, product I sell. Actually, is on all seven continents. Hmm. Yeah, grease traps, baby. We got them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they got grease in Antarctica. We sort of talked about this. They did focus on sours and bold stouts, and the bold stouts are really what they're known for, at least around here. I had not really heard about their farmhouses or their funky anything until we had decided to do this episode. But recently, in October yeah. 2018, they had to refund the purchase price for their Apple Brandy Paradise and Apple Brandy Bomb, as they were found to be infected. Yeah, well, you know, the thing with infected beers is sometimes, or a lot of times, I've had infected beer before. The majority of the time, there's nothing wrong with the beer that's going to make you sick. It's simply the fact that it was somehow infected in the aging process, bottling process, whatever. And it's not to their flavor profiles. And in some cases, depending on the flavor profile of the infected beer, some of these infected beers actually become like pretty desirable for collectors because they'll actually create little slots on like untapped where it says like the infected version of this beer for people to check in. Yeah. So this was actually infected by acetobacters. Uh, That's a no bueno. Uh, Typically that's not something you want in your beer. You occasionally will get a few breweries that'll put some in there, but for the most part, this acetobacter actually danger not a flavor profile situation. so if you drink it you're gonna have a bad time well good news is they caught it before it went to distro so it sounds like everyone that had bought it had bought it uh, as a wholesaler yeah no not even wholesale i think they bought it as um like rare bottle collectors like a friend lv oh. um and they had just gotten they had to get refunded because it was not it wasn't that it was not up to their flavor profile it was not drinkable well then scratch Everything I just said in the past two minutes, because if you happen to have a bottle of that, for the love of God, don't drink it. From the 2018. 2017 yeah. is still chill. Chill. Mm-hmm. Still chill. And literally, that's all the information we have about the brewery. We could talk about their bottle art a little bit. We could talk about So, that's the one thing that... We could. We won't, but we could. We could. We're not no. critics. Uh, but no. That's the two, the two things I Everybody's really a critic. Had. Watching you, sir. Yeah. Watching you. When I start drawing my paintings, I need you to support me. Are you going to draw them or paint them? Yes. <laughs> when I start drawing my paintings. <laughs> That's how you know they're good, man. I'm drawing my paintings. <laughs> I paint it once and then I Let actually... me paint you a word picture. I want to get those bottles in. <laughs> uh, what Prairie does really well is they have... They do three things well. Farmhouse sales. Check. Bold stouts. Check. And can art. Bottle art. Checkity check. Checkity check. So those are the three things really that Prairie's known for. And that's really why, one of the reasons why Zach wanted to purchase them is because they, and they've kept that going through, like just because they've sold, sold out yet again, everyone we know has sold out. It doesn't mean that they, I don't know that, that like, it's not if really, this sellout is a sell, like you sold to another microbrewery, technically, it's like Oscar Blues, but on a much, 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 technically, well, no, cause Oscar Blues even was a coalition. They don't own 
Catarchy! Yeah, they don't... Catarchy! They don't own Cigar City. They're in a collaboration, like, coalition with them. Technically, it's an alliance, yes. Prairie literally did sell out. I was looking, and the Independent Craft Brewers Association label is not on the bottle, although this could be an old bottle. No, that's this year's bomb. That's the only beer I can but, tell you for sure is this year. <laughs> you know, with that, it's like they sold out to another microbrewery, so yes, they're wholly owned by another company, which by definition makes them not craft, but in essence, they're still a craft brewery. It's no different than Boston Beer Company, though. Mm-hmm. Technically, Sam Adams is not craft beer. It is because it's... How dare you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jim Cook ever do to you? I saw, uh, saw a commercial with him recently, but at some point, uh, no, by that logic, Sam Adams is not independent craft beer, but they are because they're not owned. I mean, it's possible. They're not owned by somebody else. Right. It's possible that... Their subsidiaries are not independent craft breweries. Well, Sam Adams is a subsidiary of Boston Beer Company. Uh... Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. So... I think it has to do with the majority ownership. The Boston Beer Company is chill, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Krebs is chill. It could be that they have not applied for the si- the symbol... Or they have not... There's something else that's going... I did not deep dive into Krebs. Let's be honest here. Yeah. We're focused on on Prairie. I did not... Well, whereas dive. Krebs only had 70-some beers on their untapped, Prairie had over 290 listed. So... Um, Let's talk about... If anybody is bigger, <laughs> Prairie was bigger than the brewery that they got bought by. I think... Like I said, though, Prairie's a lot like Wicked Weed in terms of what they do. Like, Wicked Weed was known for their variety. Their sheer, like... Their stupid variety. They brewed what five hundred beers in ten years or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that's what Prairie is though. It's Oklahoma Wicked Weed. These guys sold out very quickly though. They sold out, but I think they sold out for the same reason. Um, I was in the, just to have the finances. Well, no, I think it's the same reason. I was working with uh, my old company. I was working on an acquisition. We were buying the company. Well, we were working on buying the company because they, the owners of that, did not want to run the company. They wanted artistic license to create and to do something else but they didn't want the company to die Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if that's the same situation we had here where chase who's still involved with krebs brewing as they brew the um, prairie brand if they just didn't want to have to deal with the day-to-day stuff if they just wanted to do the brewing if they just wanted to do the creativity so yeah sell out to someone that's actually going to run side. the day-to-day operations right. and you just get to sit around and play brewer. Yeah, play head brewmaster. Well, or yeah. be a head brewmaster. Like, yet again, that's perfectly fine. We are completely speculating. We have no idea. Anyone from Prairie mm. or Krebs would like to come on the podcast. And contradict us or back us up and verify what we're saying here. We, are, we will gladly be schooled. <laughs> we yeah. have no problem admitting we're wrong. Okay, well, time to circle back to the bottle art that we left like five minutes ago. Prairie kind of has this thing where all of their bottle art or can art is very psychedelic. Very M.C. Escher, very modern art, very... It's very uh, tripping acid. It's it's more perspective. It's a matter of perspective. (laughs) My perspective is that whoever designs these is on a lot of drugs. My perspective is uh, they just like stuff. There is a bottle. It is one of the beers we'll talk about um, in their year rounds, the Prairie Vue Francaise, where a, what seems to be a naked person, is riding on some kind of eagle or falcon over the plains of Oklahoma. 
I'm sorry, I missed that clearly when I was doing the research, so I'm going to pull that image up real quick. Yeah, so, <laughs> tell me that this, whoever is on that is not Oh yeah, you're right, yeah, that's 100% what that is. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a naked woman riding an eagle over Oklahoma. That's 100% yes. what that so is. So there you go. Oh. Uh, the most toned down that they have is the prairie bomb bottle that is just like big, bold, like bubble letters almost that yeah. just says bomb. But everything else is, like, this very distinct, like, mm-hmm. cartoony... A lot of their art's actually done by what I think is Chase's brother. We'll talk about that when we get to the actual beer tasting, but I believe a lot of the art is done by uh, the Healy family. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Healy family might want to check on Chase's brother. Because <laughs> I know one of, the, <laughs> one of the bottles we, we drank tonight, we drank tonight, I think it was the Ape Snake? Or the funky gold, it said um, it was Chase's brother, whoever had, had done the uh, mm-hmm. model art for it. I would be amazed if it wasn't just one person that designs these things because they all they have a very similar style. Yeah, um, it's very, like I said, it's very cartoony. It's very modern art. Very colorful. Very very vibrant. Yeah, it's very. It's meant to catch your eye and pop. And there is while Andrew's scrolling. No, not vape tricks. Go down. There's the fan who got. I was right. Phantasmagoria. Red and yellow. Yep, you're right. All right, so let's talk about the beers they brew. So they're typical year-round beers. This is another brand where the website is absolute hot garbage. But their year-round beers include the Bomb, which is mm-hmm. an imperial stout aged on coffee, vanilla, chocolate, and chiles. Delicious. Uh, which we will not be having tonight. We will be having a variant. Mm. Uh, the Standard, which we will be having tonight. So I'm not going to go into too many details. The not vape, that there were many to begin with. That's true. <laughs> uh, the Vape Tricks, which is sour ale aged on cherries. That sounds delicious. The Phantasmagoria, their lone double IPA. Mm-hmm. The Paradise, Imperial Stout with Vanilla and Coconut. I believe I've had Paradise. And the Prairie Vous Francais avec moi. No. Prairie Vous Francais? Prairie Vous en Francais? Prairie Vous Francais. Yeah. Prairie oui, Vous oui. Francais. Si. Yeah. yeah si. <laughs> no. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. That is a Belgian farmhouse table beer. So I assume it should be sold, uh, served at 50 degrees or so. Yeah. And I think when I've seen that one, I believe that's only in like a large bomber bottle. It is. I, I looked, I almost got one for our our uh, tasting. I decided not to. Yeah. And then you move into their special releases. The only one they list on their website right now for a current special release is Consider Yourself Hugged. It is an imperial Aww. stout with peanut butter roasted coffee. Then your other special releases, like Andrew said, um, you have the birthday bomb, which we'll be having tonight, the Christmas bomb, and then anything else you want to know, just really run down there untapped. There is a... It's about 290 beers, give or take. Yeah, there and... Honestly, they've got a whole Funky Gold series, which we'll be having something from tonight, which is their Funky Gold, uh, which is their standard gold beer standard gold ale with different dry hops mm-hmm. um they have their apple brandy beers which we talked about don't drink 2018 their others are fine yeah and then you've got like they do a whole series of bomb variants including the birthday bomb the christmas bomb pirate they have, bomb they do have pirate bomb which is asian rum barrels they have bomb deconstructed um they also have the noirs which includes vanilla noir coffee noir uh chocolate noir i believe i can't remember all of the noirs they have brett c marica i've had america limo tint 
Mm-hmm. Cherry Funk, third anniversary ale. Pirate Noir. Pirate Noir. Asian Jamaican rum barrels. Honestly, it's they've got so many beers. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff is like, it's a play off of a base beer. Yeah. Um, and then also for the Bomb Series, they do have a deconstructed Bomb Series where they just take the Imperial Stout, the base Imperial Stout for Bomb, and they do single flavor variants. So where Bomb is aged with coffee, vanilla, chocolate, and chilies, they have a coffee version, a vanilla version, a chocolate, and a chili to single out each of those components in the Bomb to let you taste how it is. I have heard tastings of it and heard mixed reviews on it. It's a fine beer blended together. I don't know how it would be separate because I don't know. I have The no chili idea. one by itself would be... Interesting. Yeah, that and like coffee would probably be like the most relatable one yeah. that would probably work the best. Vanilla could get a little sketchy. It could. That could get a little too sweet. Um, honestly, a good vanilla would pull the tones out of like a bourbon barrel, but mm-hmm. it's not bourbon barrel. It's using more vanilla sweetness like an extract. Yeah, that could get, if you just use that, it would be like very artificial flavored tasting. Yeah. Um, so other than that, I mean, we really don't have anything else to talk about on Prairie because there was nothing for us to find. This is kind of reminding me a lot of clown shoes. Yep. Except we have less beer than we did with clown shoes. 100%. So <laughs> let's get on to that beer. We're going to start the night off with the standard. This is Prairie's standard Hoppy Farmhouse Ale. It's 5.6% ABV, 25 IBUs, and standard is their everyday beer. It is a light, crisp farmhouse ale with hoppy finish. This beer is dry hopped with Mutueka hops, which is a New Zealand variety. Mutueka? I'm going with Mutueka. I don't know. Go for it. New Zealand hop with a spicy, lime-like flavor and aroma. So this is their base beer. Smells pretty good. Actually, yeah, that is spicier than I was expecting. It does smell very limey. Mm-hmm. That is... Very Britishy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what? You ever heard limey? Yeah, it's a slang. Oh. Okay. No. I Never didn't. mind. <laughs> oh, limey. You know what that smells like? It reminds me of slightly. It's not as sour smelling. You remember that beer from my bachelor party at Holy City? Um, <laughs> Andrew's face says it all that nobody remembered anything at that point in the day except me, somehow. Because... Because you were one of the worst ones off at the first brewery. <clears throat> True that. And the second brewery. True that. And the third brewery. <laughs> Holy City was the third. Or were they the second? No, they were. No, that was third. We went to, what was the Coast. last one? Uh, Coast was the second. Coast Revelry. Was, Revelry was last, yeah. yeah. <laughs> started at Westbrook. We should have ended at Westbrook. But it was so far away. We just went uh-huh. away and worked our way back. But we were all, well, mm-hmm. 90% of us were <laughs> in a way. It was, before, it was after the Chick-fil-A. It just reminds me of like a nice spicy farmhouse ale. Yeah, that's a little yeasty. It's fairly yeasty, mm-hmm. I would say. The lime is not so much there in the flavor as it was on the nose. Yeah. Although there is some of that lime like acidity. It is a little bright for a farmhouse, which I do like. Um I think that lime flavor kind of cuts through the otherwise like, you know, yeast and that kind of farmhouse funk. It like cuts through that and it leaves it it's pretty soft on the mouth. Yeah, that's um, usually farmhouses. I'm hit or miss. This one's like flirting that line between mm-hmm. it's a hit or miss for me. So we talked a little bit about the one of the things for Prairie is their artwork on their bottles and cans. So the standard actually has instructions on how to noodle. Oh, on how to catfish noodle. Yeah, if you don't know how to noodle, <laughs> it's pretty simple. Get in the water, find a hole, stick your hand in the water in that hole, 
wiggle around, wiggle fingers around until a catfish bites it. When the catfish bites it, you grab that catfish and you rip it out of the water. You grab them by the innards. Yep. Now, watch out when you're noodling because you may find yourself a snapping turtle. Mm. Uh, I was gonna, thought you were going to say canoodling. No, and, no, you can canoodle all you want. You uh, probably won't find a, I mean, you might cat, well, I guess. You can catfish <laughs> while canoodling, or you can canoodle. I don't think you want to catfish anybody. You can canoodle, wait, can you canoodle, you catfish someone with the, with the false intent to canoodle? Mm, I'm just, that was so <laughs> convoluted, I'm going to let you have that. Uh, let's see, this says distributed by our friends at Shelton Brothers. But that was nice. It was very bright, like you said. Um, the lime is not there in the flavor, but the hop is good. And I'm, I'm actually hoping to do a... We might try and do a um, single hop with that variety. Oh. Yeah. I thought you yeah, meant yeah, yeah. like a single hop uh, farmhouse. No, no, no. Man, no, no, if no. we're going to move into farmhouses, we're going to need more homebrew room. Um, we're going to need... A, a, I'm going to need barrels of sorts. <laughs> All of the barrels. We're going to need fooders. Yep. Ooh, uh, fooders. <laughs> no, that was a... Yeah, that was a little peppery, though, on the finish there that... I did mm-hmm. like that. I think I've had the standard before, so that's... Yeah, that was my first time. About how I remember it. Well, this is my first time with all these beers, <clears throat> let's be honest. Uh, this is my first time with all of them except standard, I guess. I've never had the birthday bomb variant that we're having later. Perfect. All right. So our second beer of the evening is going to be Ape Snake. Ape Snake! This is a uh, Saison Farmhouse Ale. It is 7.9% ABV, 30 IBUs. They say we've taken our dark farmhouse base and dry hopped it with Falconer's Flight and Centennial Hops. The combination of yeast and hops create an explosion of flavors, and this beer will continue to develop as it ages. Well, I'm not aging it anymore. And how old is the one we've got? That is a good question, Andrew. I'm looking. I'm checking it out. This one's also distributed by our friends at Shelton Brothers. I would say they probably distribute all of Prairie's beer. They do. Uh, Let's see. Chill 24 hours before drinking. Oh, there's instructions on how to drink it. On the bottle, just kind of yeah, hidden just around. <laughs> just, just there. Um, yeah, their uh, their artwork, while intriguing, is extremely hard to decipher. Yeah, so this one <clears throat> is a, looks like a gorilla's head made out of nuts, or an ape's head made out of, made out it's of nuts. It's a monkey's head made out of, like, hardware. Yeah. And then it's got a gold chain around it that's so i don't face i think i don't even know and that's then, the ape snake that's the ape snake i don't but then there's like this little snake thing going on over here oh yeah made out of like a electrical cord yeah light socket screwdriver handle yeah. there there's a lot going on in that bottle yeah i still don't know the date <laughs> uh probably might not even be on there but the artwork on this is done by colin healy oh okay Oh, and then there is a literal pencil-type sketch of an ape and a snake yeah. right there in the corner. And Colin, I believe, is the... Is he the... Stone? The head graphic designer? No, he is the brother of uh, Chase. That's uh, right. This smells really interesting. So, I don't know how how I feel about the smell. So, this is a dark beer. We should probably mention <clears> that right off the bat. When I poured it, I thought I had accidentally poured the birthday bomb. It has a brown head to it. Similar to a stout. Now, mm-hmm. it, it retained the head a lot more than a stout does. Yeah, it's kind of got like this light foam mm-hmm. over the top of it on the head. And it's decently viscous. Like, it stick as you swirl it, the head sticks to the side of the glass. Yeah. And it's very... It looks like it's fairly carbonated. It looks like portery in terms of the color. But it smells... It's got that sour, like, bretonomyces funk to it. But I can't think of like what 
Well, it's probably the Falconer's Flight, because Centennial Hop has a very... Um... I've never even heard of Falconer's Flight. Oh, okay. Well, you have now. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to look up. Proprietary blend of Pacific Northwest hops. It includes seven sea hops, Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, Citra, Cluster, Columbus, and Crystal. In addition to experimental varieties developed by Hop Union, LLC. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. So it's usually used in IPAs, pale ales, and lagers. Yep, Falconer's Flight is listed as having distinct tropical floral lemon and grapefruit attributes. So that's the dry hopping. So that's where we should get, I'm honestly getting a little bit of lemon in that. But you're right, there is a lot of Brett funk in this thing. Yeah, its purpose is for bittering and aroma. So you wouldn't use this as your flavoring hop. No. That might honestly be the the flavor that I'm getting in the smell is that lemon and that lemon's combating with that brett. Mm-hmm. And just by way of it being a dark sour. Um, it's an odd... It looks odd, it smells odd, and it tastes odd. It's not as... Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's not as sour or as funky as I was... It's, it's very oh, God. funky. Oh, that's a no for you? I don't... Wow. Yeah, I do not know how I feel about that. It tastes like lemons that have gone bad to me. There is an aftertaste with this. Mm-hmm. That is extremely unpleasant. It is like chalk. Mm, okay. Like, my mouth is dry right now, and I do not understand that. It tastes like I put a piece of chalk in my mouth. I'm not getting that, but it is a very... Uh, can we say acquired taste? I cannot. <laughs> I can't even finish that. Oh, my God. Well, I got one. <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know what that... The dark sour ale does not play well with something in there. I'm going to guess it. My God. Like, my literally, like, it feels like I have no water in my mouth whatsoever. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> chalky, bitter, extremely bitter. Well, would, would you prefer something different? I think I would. I think I'd prefer right. a new beer. I say let's get funky. <laughs> funky, funky. Funky fresh. With the Funky Gold Simcoe. This is the Funky Gold Simcoe, which is part of the standard... Prairie Gold Hopping Series. Uh, they have a bunch of these beers. It's just their standard Prairie Gold beer that is dry hopped with various hops. This is the Simcoe version, as opposed to the Mosaic, the Amarillo, and the Citra um, mm-hmm. that we've seen. So uh, this is an American Brett dry hopped sour ale, 7.5% ABV, 18 IBUs. Uh, let's see. And they just call it a dry hop sour ale. Mm-hmm. And the artwork on this is... Again... Somebody's tripping acid. Very much so. While they're doing this. It is a, looks like a downtown scene with folks partying on the rooftop, but they all have um, long Long, necks. Yeah, long rubber necks, and their heads are like way far away from where their body's originating. Uh, I also see a cactus growing out of a toilet. Don't worry about the cactus. Uh, Yeah. This is an extremely odd prairie's got the weirdest bottle art. They do. Like this is straight like MC If I was yeah, that and like somebody's just tripping balls. I'm not gonna lie, I am finding it interesting these because they're using standard hop varieties mixed with like Brett and these otter ales, like Belgian ales are using American hop varieties. So this whole th- everything's got a very unique flavor, aroma to it. That one smells better instantly than the ape snake. It's more bready, not bready, bretty, bretty and yeah. Not bready as in like a yeasty, like a biscuit. I still get some of that lime characteristic from the standard 
mm-hmm. that comes through. I don't know uh, specifically. Do you know any things associated with uh, Simcoe? Simcoe? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. I know it's one that I don't uh, dislike. It's a pretty standard hop. So that is a lot better than the ape snake. That definitely has more. I want to say it's almost. It's a little more tart. It is the the sour like the standard sour Brett comes through more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the Simcoe characteristics: bright citrus flavors with earthy undertones, aromas of grapefruit, pine, and herbs. Used for you mean bitter- herbs? I do mean herbs. <laughs> it's used for bittering and aroma. It's taking me a few sips to get this down to get the taste of the ape snake out of my mouth. When they say herby, that does have a slightly more herbaceous quality, like sage mm-hmm. or. Um, Almost like a thyme, something like that, like a savory herb. Oh, the Simcoe is used in the Hoptimum. It's referred to as Cascade on steroids, which would indicate to me that it would have more, um, should have more like uh, pine to it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. I'd get more citrus. The pine may be muted off of the Brett mm. and the style of beer that they're putting this hop into. <laughs> I'd... Yeah. Honestly, before we started this episode, like everything I've done with Prairie, I've had a few of their farmhouses that have been okay. You know, I've had the standard before. It's a pretty good farmhouse. It's a little different. But most of my experience with them has been their stouts. So I wasn't completely fully used to their Saison farmhouse type beers. And I've got to say they are extremely odd. So they have a very distinct base, I would say. So the standard, uh, and then there's probably a, some variant on it for the gold standard, things like that, um, or the standard prairie gold or whatever. Um, but there's a very distinct base. I'm getting between all three of those funky ales mm-hmm. that I, you know, you can taste it. There's something distinct there, and it's probably a house yeast or something, house yeast strain. And I don't know that I care for their house yeast strain. I don't know how much house yeast is out there in Oklahoma on the prairies and in the plains. Um, it, it's a it's a fun yeast. It's it's a cattle yeast. It's dusty. Ooh, dusty yeast. Mm. Well, let's move dusty on yeast. to the last beer of our tasting. Unfortunately, we only have four this time. Which, though, after our previous recordings this last weekend, <laughs> is probably detoxing. a good. Th- yeah, we're still <laughs> detoxing. Um, also, we may have mentioned this before. Prairie ain't cheap. No, it is not. So they if y'all are... want us to do more Prairie beers, please support us on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, please go to the Patreon so we can afford to do more Prairie and we can branch out and do things like, oh, I don't know, the brewery. The brewery to Yeah. Um, yeah, some of these episodes are going to get quite pricey. Uh, so with that being said, the last, bo- uh, the last bomb of the evening. This is the only bomb we have this yep, evening. We're going to drop the bomb on them. This is the birthday bomb. It's your birthday! <laughs> It is an American Imperial slash Double Stout. Comes in at 13% ABV, 65 IBUs. It is an Imperial Stout aged on coffee, coca nibs, vanilla beans, and chile peppers. Chile. Finished with caramel sauce. So that is interesting. It does. And the only real difference between this and the regular bomb is it's finished with caramel sauce. Oh, okay. So this is essentially just bomb with caramel. And I love bomb. Yeah, I've never I think bomb is the one i have had but as we've discussed in previous episodes my untapped history is um spotty at best well also bomb is about mm, 10 to 12 dollars for a 12 ounce bottle yeah oh it is uh so 
I think I had it at. I had something from Prairie at um, your brother's at the bottle shop your brother works at. That, I mean, it could have very easily been bomb. They keep. It was like two years ago or something. I think it was bomb. I don't know. It was something from Prairie. But there's a lot of the bomb variants, Mm -hmm. um, like Christmas bomb, which is really good. Birthday bomb, regular bomb. Uh, let's see. They also have the deconstructed, deconstructed series. Yeah. yeah, but I've heard that those weren't as good as people wanted them to be. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, let's go ahead and. That's heavy coffee. Heavy chilies. Really? I can definitely smell the chilies. I get. I guess I'm getting a little bit of that, but I'm. It's like the coffee. don't think of it like uh, pepper. Think of it just like pure capsaicin. That's what I'm sniffing for, and I got nothing. Hmm. Busted sniffer. I am slightly congested as well right now, but I can still get that. Yeah, definitely heavy coffee, some of the chocolate. I can kind of get like it smells a little sweet like vanilla, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely get the... Ooh, that's that's nice. That tastes good. I don't really get the caramel as much. I get a touch in the flavor. I get nothing on the nose. Okay, so let me try this thing that I've been hearing on the interwebs. Swirl your glass for a little bit and then cup it. Oh. Cap it with your hand. And hold it there for just a few seconds and then wow that Put i got a lot on. more caramel okay nope still just coffee <laughs> i may be getting more of the uh, cocoa nibs now so the purpose of that oh, and I, I it's been on a few of the podcasts that i listen to for beer you mean like um, the brewers podcast Yes, like the Bruno's, except we have never said it before, so this is the first time. Um, it was actually like some people had attended a um, tasting class with Cicerones at uh, Great American Beer Festival. Oh, okay. And they were telling them like ways to pick up on different flavors and stuff. And one of the tricks is that if you're having a hard time picking up distinct flavors is to swirl the beer in your glass for a second, cover it with your hand for about five seconds, and it allows those vapors to build up uh-huh. the f- aromas in that glass and then pull it off. And you'll get a burst of like oh, flavor. It's like the uh, the coffee bursting technique. Um, I went to a coffee roastery in Georgia, and they showed us how to taste coffee, and that was it. They they would essentially you'd put a pat of coffee grounds on top, mm-hmm. and you let it steep in the cup, and then you break with your spoon, and you break it to get the aroma. Yeah, because the the mat's holding all the uh, odor down, and then you break the break it. So yeah, so I guess it's yeah, it's essentially the same thing. You're breaking breaking it up and allowing it to vapor off a little bit. That is a lot of caramel on the palate. Yep, I'm getting a little bit of chili. I think it's more like chocolate. I'm getting more chocolate caramel. It, it's not pure caramel. When you mix, so when you mix chilies and chocolate together. It's hard not to think more Mexican hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. I think the vanilla is in there just a little bit. It's sweet. I think the caramel maybe overpowers the vanilla in the sweetness category, but it's not sickly sweet. That is pretty good. You still get the coffee, the dark chocolate, and to me, like it's just that back. It's not even spice, but it is that chili flavor. I get a touch of chili heat in the back mm-hmm. as I as I'm done with my glass, so I'm just letting it breathe off, and I'm getting a touch of chili heat as I breathe in and out. But it's not really a flavor that I get. It's not like um, any of the other chili beers we've had. Definitely wasn't like the Atomic Pumpkin or uh, the La Pinguina or any of those other chili beers we've had. Mm-hmm. So I was trying another one of those tasting techniques. And I can't remember what it is now, so I look stupid. Do you slurp it like you do? With no, one line? was like it was either you breathe in through your 
mouth and exhale through your nose to pick up something while leaving your mouth open or it's huh. vice versa. I can't remember what it is now. Well, fair enough. I like that though. I don't know that I like it as much as regular bomb, but I do like the caramel is a nice it is very, flavor. It's very sweet though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the can art on this one or the bottle art on this one is like a party. You've got some uh, balloon animals on a checkerboard mm-hmm. background with some random heads going in a circle. Yeah. It's him aging. See, the guy's oh, bald at the a... top as a baby, then he slowly ages into a man, then into an old man, and then to a... back into the baby. But it never goes to the corpse phase, which always gets me. So he's a phoenix. Yes. He's rising from, well, no, technically not, because he would have to die. No, phoenix is just burned up in flames. So this That would be dying. <laughs> <laughs> but they start back fresh. <laughs> All right, well, Travis, uh, what was your favorite beer tonight? Definitely the birthday bomb. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second, though, would be probably the... I don't know. I feel like I actually liked the Funky Gold Simcoe. Mm-hmm. And staring, definitely the Ape Snake was a hard pass for me, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because I dark farmhouse sales are not something you see very often, and I wanted to enjoy that. Yeah. I definitely would not say Ape Snake's my favorite of the beers we had. Um Probably the birthday bomb. Uh, that's probably my favorite as well. The funky gold Simcoe I thought was quite good. Um, I would drink that. Honestly, I drink them all again because I like sour beers. Uh, well, I like sour beer too, but that that ape snake was something harsh. I, I did not dislike it as much as you did. The standard was just it was just good. It was it was nice. It was pleasant. Um, but yeah, I definitely would say the birthday bomb was my favorite of the four we tried. Yeah, and like we said, we kind of limited this tasting based on cost. Uh, yeah. Also, we had some time crunches, and I wasn't able to get to the beer store to grab some <laughs> things and help out with this one. So poor Andrew was forced to. Uh, it's okay. Foot the bill. It's on all this right. One. It's all right. It's all right. But yeah, no. Um. So at the end of the day, what are your thoughts, Travis? Honestly, I didn't know a ton about. Prairie before this episode. I wouldn't still say don't. we don't. I would say we don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah, we still don't know a lot about Prairie after this. I will say that out of the stuff I've had, having more experience with their stouts, I'm going to tend to go that route if yeah. I see Prairie Beer. I think from just the few farmhouses that I've had from them, there are other breweries that make better farmhouses mm-hmm. and better saisons. Their stuff's all right, but it's not my favorite. Um, it's not my I don't know what it is. I just don't care for that house base that they're making. I think they are a niche brewery, a lot like Wicked Weed was. Mm -hmm. They brew a very specific style of beer. Farmhouses, sours, and not really sours even. But farmhouses, variants on that, and stouts, and variants on that. And if you do not like those things, you will not like them. And see, that just goes back to like that stout and farmhouse are two styles that I would be like if I were to open a brewery it's like hey we're only going to make two beers what should we make no let's make a stout and a farmhouse that's not styles that I would put together no um, honestly if, if we were going to open a brewery we might start with our unnamed New Zealand IPA mm-hmm. so if you want to name our New Zealand IPA I would highly <laughs> recommend you check out our Patreon yeah. where you can have naming rights <laughs> well see that's like I don't know I feel like what Prairie does a lot is they have this base beer like their bomb right is a base mm-hmm. their standard is a base and then they just take that base and play off of it so not every variant is gonna work yeah instead of trying to make completely new beers they just try and 
modify what they have. Yeah, they like take a step in another direction with the same beer because they know that people like it. So they figure, hey, if we start with something people like, we're going to end up with something people like. Yeah. I don't know that that's the case, though, for everything. That's probably true. Well, uh, if you find some prairie, give it a shot. But don't be shocked if you don't enjoy it. Uh, but we would highly recommend you try bombs. Those are excellent. Yeah. Uh, in general, we've both had, I've had, I think I've had the regular bomb, and then I know you've had several bombs. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just like, if you see Prairie, like Andrew said, it's one of those where definitely give them a try. Personally, for my taste, I would lean towards their Imperial Stouts and that kind of stuff before I reach for their farmhouses. But if you like farmhouses, give their farmhouses a try and see how it compares and uh, let us know what you think if you do like them and you think that we're completely wrong and baseless here in our opinion well i mean for my money though i hate that they sold out i think i prefer wicked weed for sours for just in general like it i mean the bomb maybe but like in general these are very similar breweries they brew they brew very similar things they started with very similar concepts yes prairie does a lot better job with their stouts but the rest of the beer Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Wicked Weed, and I understand they sold out. I understand we're still in like a pseudo boycott stage, and they're about the same price point. But I'd rather have Dark Age. I'd rather have uh, Old Fashioned. I'd rather have Milk I mean, and Cookies. Milk and Cookies, French Toast, toast. Um, whatever the. Yeah, I mean, this just overall Prairie's one of those like they're very hit or miss for me. Yeah. But with that said, I mean, give definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. give them a shot if you're out there and you see it. Um, Well, I guess that pretty much wraps it up and does it for us. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's Brew News. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating in whichever app you found us on. We value your feedback, and it also helps the show reach more viewers. If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries, or with a brewery and like to join us, feel free to tweet at or follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore News. On Untapped, Travis is Mather Nuts, and Andrew is Tuba Steve. We're on Instagram at BrewNewsPod, and you can visit our website, BrewNewsPod.com, where we will post our tasting and episode notes. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week to look at another exciting brewery. Cheers! Cheers. Have you ever wondered how you could join the Brew News crew? Well, swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod and you can join us. We have three different tiers for all of our patrons. At the logger level, you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes. At the IPA level, you get early access to our podcast episodes, but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew. And you get special video presentations, including our Beer Miss Special. At the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod, and when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod. That again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod and join the crew.